0: joining us today here at Victory. At Victory Church, we are a community of authentic spirit-led Christ followers transformed to walk in victory. Join us as we begin today's message. Good morning once again. I normally don't bring notes up here. I'll see if I can use them. I thought there were some important things to say. Um, Just one quick note that Warren reminded me of. I will be the interim pastor while we're searching for a new pastor. So if you need anything, you know how to get a hold of me. Okay? Okay? Um, this morning, we're going to talk about baptism. And before we get started, we have four candidates for baptism. Angela Hernandez, would you step forward? Tom Wise, Courtney Buchanan, Tyler Crotts. Stand and face the congregation, please. Y'all can get close. get close here are four candidates who've made professions of faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior they come in obedience today to be baptized in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit I'm gonna ask the church all those who are able will you please come and stand and lay your hands on them while we pray get the church service started Father God, we come before You a humble people. We come before You in a celebration in the very lives of these people. They come to You obedient, Father, to Your words and what they need to do with their life. They come today as humble servants as Jesus was to be baptized. We ask that they recognize their death to sin, the burial of their old life, and the resurrection of their new life as they walk in You. As Jesus was our example, even though He had no sin, He humbled Himself. He came and was baptized by John the Baptist as an example of what we are to do. And as Jesus was rose out of the water, He heard the voice from God the Father. How well and pleasing this is, my son. How well and pleasing it will be for these today. And as Jesus was set out on His ministry today, Father, I ask that You open the hearts and minds of those who come into baptism to hear Your voice, to hear Your Word, and what their ministry would be and what you ask them to do with their lives. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. What is baptism? Why do we do it? Here at Victory Church, we honor two ordinances by the Lord. One is baptism, the other is the Lord's Supper. To be baptized, you must have made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The baptism itself has no special grace or works, it is symbolic of what our Savior did. It also is a picture of God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. The salvation has been promised by God the Father. It has been accomplished by God the Son and it has been applied by the Holy Spirit. And that's the picture we see today with the four people that will go forth today. An example that Jesus gave us is recorded in the scriptures of what he would have us do. Jesus had no sin so he really didn't need to be baptized. But he did it out of obedience to the Father, so he should be an example to you and to I. It is a picture of Jesus' death, his burial in the tomb, and his resurrection to life. And our participants are doing the same. They're showing what has already occurred in their life. They're deaf to sin. They're deaf to doing what they want in life. They're deaf to selfishness. And they're burying that old life. Just as Jesus went in the tomb, what they are saying is, my old life has passed away and all things become new because in the coming out of the water, it is an example of the resurrection of Jesus Christ who overcame death, so that you and I, once we accept Him, that you and I can overcome death in our lives. Because there'll be a day, there's an appointed day, and then the judgment for you and I. Where will you be that day? Our candidates today have already professed that they are sinners saved by the amazing grace of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. I'll ask you today, what will you do with that? Have you been saved by Jesus Christ? Have you given your life to Christ? You will be given an opportunity today, if God speaks to you today, to give your life to Christ as the same way our candidates have. As I get into the blessings of obedience, I thought it would be appropriate to show the blessings of obedience what that's going to happen to our candidates and what has happened to us that believe in Him. And I will read the Scripture in Matthew 3, 13, verse 17, you can look at it on the screen, or if you have your scriptures, your telephone, or your tablet, you can look the verses up. The Word of God says in Matthew 3, 13 through 17, and this is Jesus coming, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. And lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. There is a demand on a person that accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior, and that demand is obedience in your life and in my life. It's not just something we do say that we we know Jesus and then go about living any way we want to, be baptized and go and do the exact thing we did before. Christ, by His obedience to the Father, shows us that there has been a price paid for our life. And Christ paid that on the cross of Calvary. So we are required to be in obedience to God the Father with the example of God the Son and with the help of the Holy Ghost the third person of the divine trinity. There is a reality of a true confession. If you look in verse 13, even though Jesus did not come and have to confess any sins, He came to the river Jordan to be baptized. He made a public, public confession of who His God was and why He had come. He needed not to be baptized, but He needed to show us that we need to confess ourselves before men and women so that others know that we're obedient to the Father. Our participants today are coming in that obedience as an example of true submission. They've truly given their life to the Lord and they're willing to go in any direction the Lord takes them. It's important to understand that. When you give your life to the Lord, what you're saying, I'm obedient to you, God. Send me where you have sent me. Do with me what you please. And this is an example of Jesus the Son who had no sin, who had no need of a baptism, but He was totally submitted to the will of the Father because He knew that He was going to the cross, that He was going to die a horrible death and be crucified and ridiculed before men in the world. There's also submission. The resolutionness of being totally and truly submitted to God. In verse 15, And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it has become to us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. All righteousness. He submitted. God sent his Son to the cross, to fulfill righteousness. Because the standard was the Old Testament, it was the Old Testament commandments. And me and you are required to be perfect, but yet we can't be. And Jesus was the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world because He performed in the sense that He became righteousness for us. And when God sees you as a Christian, he no longer sees your sin. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ across you. There is that total submissiveness. Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 7, gives us a little stronger picture of this submissiveness. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Keep that in mind. It's the same mind of submissiveness. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. In other words, he became like me and you. God himself, the Son, submitted himself to be a human being. He took a form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found, in verse 8, in fashion as a man, He humbled, He submitted Himself and became obedient unto death, even to the death of the cross. That is our picture of true submission. Will you accept Jesus today if you do not know Him? If He speaks to your heart today and asks you to surrender your life to Him, will you do it? You can't do it of own strength. But if He's speaking to your heart today, I know He is speaking today to someone. All you have to do is submit to the voice of God and He'll take care of the rest. Then there's the responsiveness of a true devotion. In Matthew 3, 17, when Jesus responded, thank you, there was a response from God. Verse 17 says, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus was truly, truly devoted to God the Father. The response of God the Father was, A voice saying, beloved, I am well pleased in my son. Our participants today, God is saying to you, and you will hear the voice in some way, some fashion. Sons and daughters, I am well pleased in you. I'm happy with you. I love you. Because you have submitted to me. To follow me. To be a disciple of me. For that, God is well pleased with you. There are also the delights of obedience. In other words, there are good things about... You know, a lot of time when you hear obedience, you think, oh God, I've got to do something or something bad is going to happen to me. But no. in the Scriptures in verse 16 there in Matthew, there are blessings of the throne of God. And Jesus, when He was baptized, He came straight up out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto Him, and He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon Him. As you go out on your ministry, candidates, as you've given your life to Christ, you can now hear the Spirit of God. You hear the Spirit of God in your heart, in the Word being preached. The heavens are open to you. You have a two-way communication between you and God the Father because God the Son of Jesus Christ tore down that of petition. With his blood at Calvary, you're able now to be delighted that you can talk and have a conversation, that you can have communion with God the Father through the death of the Son and hearing it through the Holy Ghost. There are also blessings of the Spirit of God. It says, descending like a, verse 16, descending like a dove and lighting upon him. A dove a symbol of peace. You can be delighted, candidates for baptism, that you have peace in your heart, that you know what you know that you know, that you know that this God who saved you is the God of the Bible, and that all is true. You can know that you're called sons and daughters of God, You can also know that you're called kings and priests unto God. Yes, kings and priests unto God to serve a mighty God. There's also the blessings of the Word of God in verse 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The Word of God. There's delight in being able to hear the voice of God internally, but there's great delight in hearing the written Word and seeing the written Word and being able to understand the written Word. There are delights of the Holy Spirit upon your life, and the dove will help you. That is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. He will help you and reveal to you things that you have never seen in the Word of God before. What a delight it is to read the Word of God, especially alone, and a word jumps out on the page and you go, I got it. I never saw that before. I got it. I've read the Bible my whole life, and when I got saved, I finally began to understand it. What a delightful, delightful thing in being obedient. Matthew, excuse me. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 89 in my closing. Hebrews 5:89. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by things which he suffered. And being made perfect, He became the author and the eternal salvation to all of them who obey. I know we're talking about baptism today, but our candidates for baptism have made their confession of faith. They've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into their life. I'm asking you, Jesus, died for you he was obedient knowing the terrible terrible death that would come his way matter of fact he even feared it he asked god the father if he could just take this away from him but then he went not my will but yours what is god calling you to do today Is he calling you unto salvation? You know, I remember that day as a little boy that I went forward, then a day later as an older man. I was afraid to go in front of people. Can you imagine that? It scared me to come in front of other people. It doesn't now. But I understand everybody's not the same. However, Jesus said, If you'll profess me before men, I will profess you before your Father. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. So throughout the Scriptures, there was a necessity, you might say, for public confession before men and women. That's the first step in obedience. Obedience to the call of God on your life. Obedience to surrender, knowing perhaps that you don't know how. But if anybody has that issue today, this much I can assure you from personal experience. The cleaning up process comes after you come in obedience. Obedience. Not before. If you were to die today, stood before God, he said, Why should I let you into heaven? What would you tell him? If you say, Maybe I I don't know what I'd tell him, or I'm not sure, or you say, I'm good. I'm a good person. I try to do right. I do the best I can. You can't do enough. You can't be good enough. Try it for 10 minutes. Think about your thoughts. How about you? How would you answer that question? If you can't answer that question clearly right now, God is calling you to come forth. The answer to the question is because what Jesus Christ did for on be on the cross. There is no other answer. And if that's not clear in your mind, that's okay because it wasn't clear in my mind for a long time. So, as the worship team comes forward, I'm going to give an invitation. The invitation, first and foremost, is for those who God's calling unto salvation. This is your opportunity. If you've never given your life to Christ, that's why He's your here. Think about it. If you haven't given your life to Christ, why are you here? Because He's put you here. He's put you here in His divine providence for you to come to know Him and receive eternal life. Perhaps you know Him and you've never been Baptized. Maybe you should come forth for baptism. Maybe you enjoy this church and you want to be a member of it and we've not given you the opportunity. I'm giving you an opportunity today. Whatever God does in your heart, use this altar. And if you just need prayer or something, that's okay too. But don't walk out of here today especially if God is calling you unto salvation, especially if He's calling you to a higher level of discipleship or mission work or whatever it may be or membership, don't walk out of here today. Just as they say, just do it.